Amen. Shackles are broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. No bondage, no fear. We are delivered. Glory to God. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. So, tonight and throughout the year, but on Wednesday nights for a while, we're going to take a, we're going to take a word that describes an action and we're going to connect it with the name of Jesus. So all through the word are certain actions that with the name of Jesus and the revelation of the name of Jesus makes those actions powerful. So the title of our message tonight is Confession and the Name of Jesus. Confession and the Name of Jesus. You can, you can say it like this. Confession in the name of Jesus is full of power. Confessions out of our mouth in the name of Jesus and in the revelation of that name produces power like there is no other. So all year long, we're starting some more tonight. We've talked some about it to this point. But on Wednesday nights for a while, we're going to look at this because... I'm telling you that this year of God's kingdom coming and His will being done on the earth is being done on the earth through people that understand and have a revelation of the power that's in the name. The name of Jesus is not just a word that we have access to for no purpose. We have access to the name of Jesus because of what's been invested into the name. The name of Jesus isn't just some religious expression. It is what was given to us so that heaven could be demonstrated on the earth. God God in the form of Jesus Christ came to earth from heaven. Jesus left His royalty for the poverty of this earth so that we could be rich and empowered in all things. And what we have to be empowered with is that name. So all year long, all this year, we're talking about the name. And here's what God spoke to me this week. That this is a year of following through with the things that we're hearing. But it is a year of impartation through the name. It's a year of imparting. Um few weeks back when we taught on healing in the name and I laid hands on many of you up here for your bodies or some of you told me you were standing in for other people Um, I'm believing that that impartation affected people's bodies I've had about five people tell me that they were healed that night okay it doesn't matter whether I hear it or not my faith is in the power that's in the name Right? Whatever I ask in His name, He will do it. And I'll just say it like this. He's already done it. But He'll do it for me when I ask if I believe. Yes. 
It's a great thing to hear testimonies, but even if I don't hear testimonies, it doesn't mean he didn't hear what I prayed. And the same thing with you. That night, many of you, as I laid my hands on you, there was an impartation for you laying hands on people. God is flowing out of us to the earth so that the earth and the world has hope. Christ in you and I is the hope of the world. There is no other hope. There's absolutely no hope. You cannot put your hope in government, government officials, or anything else. I mean, you can be encouraged by certain people and those kind of things, but we can't put our hope and our confidence in that. See? So, when something's good or you have a good day in the political world, rejoice. When it's not a good day in the political world, it's still a good day in God. Amen? Because of who we have, whose we are, and the authority that goes with that. So tonight we're talking about confession, and I'm just going to lay some real basic foundation of confession, and we're going to look at it. We're going to start in Romans chapter 10. In Romans 10. <clears throat> Um, there's something about and I'm going to read a few verses of scripture that will back this up but there's something about confession that a lot of people grab a hold of before they're saved when they hear what they have to do to be born again and then, it, and then it just stops. But confession is salvation. Confession is salvation. And in Romans 10 and verse 9, it explains this to us. For if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you believe that when you confess with your mouth, when you accept Jesus into your heart with your mouth, if you believe according to the word that that, that, that causes you to be saved, to be born again, then you're born again. And but, but more than being born again in that moment, the way a child, when they're conceived in their mother's womb, the moment they're conceived, they're complete. Parts aren't added to. Now, parts grow. But the moment that they're conceived, and, and, you know, science has even proven this. There were years when science said that wasn't so, but science has even proven this. Well, God proved it because he says it's so. When you're saved or born again, the moment that you're born again, you're complete. You're healed, you're delivered, you're set free because of the confession that you made. Well, because we know that we're three parts, we're spirit, we have a soul, we live in a physical body, because we're three parts, those three parts all have to be saved. The salvation of your body, we won't go into that tonight, but we'll, we'll look at that at another time. The salvation of your body is when you're face-to-face with God, when you leave this planet. The, the salvation of your, of where, where the spiritual salvation that we read right here is concerned, you're bo- when you're born again, you are saved. 
But the salvation of your soul is an ongoing process where your mind must be renewed so that you think like God. And, the, and that thinking process of soul salvation can only happen through confession. So for a person to make a confession and believe that they're born again spiritually and then believe that they don't have to ever say, and they can say whatever they want to and confess whatever they want, and and never really believe that this is real, you can be born again, but you're going to live in hell on earth because your mind isn't being renewed and you're not believing in the power of what you say. Amen? You know... I saw a statistic the other day that said that I think it was 70-some-odd percent of Americans have been proven to be liars. That's a great stat, right? (laughs) That 70-plus percent of Americans have, have have lied in their life more than once. I think that's a lie because I think <laughs> I, I think that about 98.9%. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know. That, it was just kind of an odd stat. I don't know if it was they've only lied three times in their life <laughs> or what it was. Anyway, <clears throat> and and so when you are when a person doesn't speak the truth, they don't believe in their words. A person that doesn't speak the truth, they're not truthful, they don't believe in what they say. So in other words, they think one thing, but then they say something, they say it in a different way for a lot of different reasons. They may be intimidated by somebody, they may have you know, some kind of attitude, they may have bitterness or unforgiveness, so they, so they retaliate and they say certain things even though they know that's not right, but they still say it a certain way. They don't believe in what they say. And for you and I to walk in the power and the authority of God's word and, and the authority that has been invested in the name, to do that, we have to believe in what we say. We can't be people that just are flippant about what we say and what we confess. So I want to look at this and define a few things as we, as, as we kind of move on from, from Romans 10 for a moment. Um, so, so in, in other words, without confession, there is no salvation, okay? There's no salvation initially, but there's no soul salvation without confession. Keep that, keep that in the back of your mind for just a moment. Um, Christianity is called or labeled the great confession, that's what Christianity is. It is the great confession. Um, in Hebrews 3, we'll look at a verse here. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and the high priest, one translation says profession, the New King James says confession. Actually, as I looked that up, the word, the word there, confession, is the identical word in, in, in the Greek in uh, Romans 10 that we just read. 
Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. He's the apostle and the high priest, the one that watches over what we say. Okay? Now, a lot of people look at God as, well, you know, I can't say something bad because God's going to be mad at me. Mad isn't in God's nature. I mean, he, God hates sin, but he's not mad at us. He, he, he's for us. He's not against us. He wants us to overcome situations. He doesn't want us to stay the same. He wants our minds renewed and our lives delivered. He wants us to come out of where we've been into where he wants us. He's not mad at us. I'm telling you tonight, God is not mad at you, but he doesn't want you to stay like you've been when what you've been is causing all kinds of issues and trouble in your life. Amen? And the way out of that, the way out of that is confession. Again, Christianity is the great confession. That's what it is. And Jesus, Jesus is the apostle and the high priest of of my confession. He's watching over that. He's wanting the changes to be made so that what I say, I get results in. So when, when I use the name of Jesus, something happens. Okay, so, Brian, come here. So, if, if I come to Brian, okay, now he, we haven't rehearsed this, so he doesn't know what I'm asking him, <clears throat> so I'm putting him on the spot. So if I come to him and I say, Brian, uh, my body's just really been attacked, and I, I need you to pray for me, okay? So what, what is Brian... What does he have the right to do for me? I've asked him to pray for me and to agree with me for healing in my body. So what authority does he have? Okay, The authority that he has to pray for me is what I've given him, but it's based on what he believes. You see? See, if he doesn't believe anything and he says, and he, just lay your hand on me like you're praying for me, and he... Yeah, you, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you'll be fine. You know, take two aspirin and everything will be good. Yeah, and, and that's what he says. Well, there was no belief. I, I thought he believed something that he didn't believe, so now there's no connection. Okay? Every time that we, we did a series last year, the year before, called Faith for Others. Anybody remember that series we did? Yeah, Faith for Others. What, and what we talked about is that Jesus had this level of faith, so when people came to him, the woman with the issue of blood, if I can just but touch his garment, I'll be well, it was because of the level of faith that he operated in, okay? Now, if I'm asking Brian to pray for me, and he, he lays his hand on me, and he declares in the name of Jesus, and, and he's speaking something that he's actually hearing from the inside of him, and he's commanding my body to line up with the Word of God, does God hear that prayer? He does, right? And, thank you. And, go to John 16, just real quick, and just look at this verse real fast. <clears throat> John 16, 23. And he says, in that day, you will ask me nothing. 
Jesus is telling his disciples in that day, in what day? In this day. You won't ask me anything. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy will be full. In 1 John 5, it says that those that believe that, he, that God hears them when they ask, they get the things they ask for. That's what it says. So, I'm asking Brian to pray over my body, and he speaks something he's heard from God, and then I don't get well. Listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to you. I'm, I'm not looking. Okay, let, let's just say, let's say that, you know, I'm, I'm critiquing Brian's prayer over me. Well, see, if Brian would have prayed right, I'd have gotten well. Every time that Jesus spoke anything or people that came to him in faith, they were made well. And not everybody was healed in Jesus' ministry. But everybody, any time there was faith involved, nine times out of ten, instantly something happened. Instantly something happened. Nine times out of ten in Jesus' ministry, instantly something happened. So, was that because he was the Son of God? Or was that because he was in faith? In other words, his trust had been developed to a place he believed that what he said is what God would have him say, and it came to pass. I'm, I'm telling you tonight, any time that we use the name of Jesus, man, I mean, the ears of heaven open up. Father hears us. Anytime you use the name of Jesus, he hears. When things don't happen, we're not here to explain why this one received something and someone else didn't appear to receive or the way we see the results of something, so we're going to judge that as that, that person did. No, 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 no. Well, that, that's not our business. Our business is to, ha is to develop our faith to a place to where we're in, we're ready in season and out of season for what other people need. I'm telling you tonight, where that begins is through confession unto revelation of the power that's in the name of Jesus. Now, when a person gets born again, their soul, their mind is not renewed to all the truth of the word. That's where day one, that's where it starts. And, and, and it begins to be developed when I realize Jesus is watching over everything that I'm saying. So every time something comes out of my mouth, if I'll listen, he will reveal to me what he thinks about it. If I say something ugly about Dale, who was created in the image of God, 
If I listen to him, he'll convict me about what I'm saying about someone else because what, what, he's, what he's trying to get over to me is you can't speak blessing out of one side of your mouth and then cursing out of another side and then everything flow in the right direction. It won't work. So, see, he understands why we do that. Why, why, why do most people talk bad about someone else? Because they're intimidated, they have low self-esteem. If they make other people look bad, it helps them to feel better. I mean, that's just, that's human, okay? That's common to man. Don't be shocked if somebody does things like that. That's how we learn to get over when people do ugly things to us. We don't have to be moved by that because they don't really know what they're doing. Jesus, after everything that they did to him, he's hanging on the cross, and some of the last words out of his mouth, Father, forgive them, they don't even know what they're doing. What? What do you mean they don't know what they're doing? A bunch of worthless Jews? They know exactly what they're doing. No, they, they, they didn't really realize what they're doing. Now listen to me. The more that you make confession out of your mouth and you tell yourself and remind yourself what God says about you, the less your mouth will be used to speak curses and, 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 and things against other people. See, because all of a sudden, on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to you why you shouldn't be saying that and how it's keeping the blessing of God from getting to you. Things that you're believing for and that you're wanting to see manifested in your life, they're getting pushed back because of things that you allow to come out of your mouth and speak curses and not blessing over people's lives. The Bible says, speak blessing and not cursing all the days of your life. That's what we're created to do. Blessing and not cursing. Holy Spirit's watching over through, through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is watching over everything that comes out of our mouth to remind us how to clean up our vocabulary. Because there lies the power to the exercising of the name of Jesus to things that need to change. How many, how many in here can say truthfully, and just lift your hand if you believe this when I say this, how many can say that you truthfully desire to see your hands being laid on people that are not well and them getting well? How, how many can say truthfully you desire to see that? I'm telling you it starts right here. This is where it starts. Because I'm telling you tonight, you were created... Part of the great commission of God was to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall. They shall recover. And you and I have been created to live that way and allow that blessing to flow through us in His name. It's not me doing it in my own ability and power, but it's in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Um. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, we walk by faith and not by what we see. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 4 and verse 14. Look at that for a minute. Hebrews 4 and 14. We walk by faith and not by what we see. For we have become partakers of Christ if... We have become partakers of Christ, okay? Now, 
as you'll, you've heard some of this, and we'll talk more about this in the days ahead, to be a partaker of Christ, you know, Christ is not Jesus' last name. We understand that, right? It's not his last name. Christ, the word Christ, which is anointed or the anointing, identifies that the, the, the separation of that name with any other name on planet Earth. There is no other name like the name of Jesus. Jesus, the anointed one, there's nobody else like him. There's nobody else him. We're all brothers and sisters of his because of what he did for us. We're, we're the, we're, he's the deity. We're all part of the family. Okay, And he's given us his name to use his name just like it was him doing it. Right? But to be partakers of that, This verse says, we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. I'm going to read it again. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. And my confidence is in, and and it has to evolve into what I say. You will not find a confident person talking bad, talking down, and how bad the whole world is. Right? Not a confident person. Confident person is talking and, and describing life with this hope, expectation, and this assurity of things working out right and, and, and things happening in a good way. A confident person. Well, when my confidence is in God and in the anointing of God, and I have the name of Jesus, which means the investment in the name of Jesus is all of heaven backing up what I'm doing. When I have that, there's not anything I can't do or accomplish. There's not anything in life you and I cannot do and accomplish. But you will never, you will never live the life that you begin to see and hear that you want to live, you'll never live that life when your mouth is not in line. When you are not daily changing the things that you say because of the apostle and high priest over what you say, revealing to you about how you need to make changes. That's where your my victory is. That's where the name of Jesus becomes enlightened and alive. Can you say amen? Um, so, and, and, and I want you, to, a couple things I want you to think about <clears throat> as I just bring this to the end for tonight. Um, I've got to be saying daily, what the will of God is and what His Word will do so that, I, so that I nullify and shut down what the enemy's trying to convince me is not going to happen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The enemy's going to say, there's no way for you to do that. Look at the odds against you. If God is for me, then nobody can be against me. 
look at everybody that's against you and, and all odds are against you. There's no way for you to accomplish that. The enemy will get you looking at what you see and hearing. See, we'll walk by faith and not by what we see or what we hear. But he'll get you out of faith and over on what you see and how you feel and try to convince you that that's more real than what God says is so. If you're not confessing over yourself on a, on a regular basis, you will never change the way that you think. You'll never change. So what will happen is there'll be, you'll be a person of two confessions. You come in here, somebody lay, I lay hands on you, symptoms leave your body, man, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. 30 minutes later, whatever was hurting, man, that pain kind of comes back, oh my gosh, I'm not healed now. There's two confessions. What was that second confession made from? Because of the way you feel. See? See, because you came in here, my faith level was high. You believed what I said. It caused your faith level to rise up. I laid hands on you. Your, your faith was there to receive. And then the moment you had a feeling, your confession turned. Now, that's common to man. Okay? Don't get all freaked out if you've ever done that. That's what everybody does when they learn to develop this. That's why we have to develop a confession about what God says. The Bible says, himself took my infirmities and he carried my diseases and by his stripes I am healed. Not when I feel like it, I'm healed now because I was healed then. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus breathed his last and he went to hell spiritually and he rose again on the third day and he ascended to the right hand of the Father and he sat down and God said, it's finished. In that moment, I was healed. And actually... It was already declared that I was healed before the foundation of the world. So when I am declaring over myself, and I'll just tell you this, when you're not feeling bad, you need to be declaring you're the healed in Christ. You need to be reminding yourself so that when something comes, no, we're, we're addressing it. We're going to look at it eyeball to eyeball and declare it has no right to remain in our body. I don't, I, it doesn't matter if symptoms leave today, tomorrow, 10 years from now. It doesn't matter. It, what matters is what you're working on and developing in, inside of you, but in your soul. Your soul is being renewed to think the way that God thinks. Did the scripture that I just quote, is that scripture true? Himself took my infirmities, carried my diseases, by his stripes I'm healed. Actually, that's a piece of scripture that is found in three different places. Isaiah 53, in, uh, in uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew 7, and in um, uh, 1 Peter 2.24. So in three different places in scriptures, that is found that by his stripes we were healed. Right? Well, not just we, but me. I was healed then. So when I'm declaring things and I'm speaking and confessing those kind of things over my life on a regular basis, it's changing the way that I think so that when I'm in an instance when my faith level needs to be high, okay, the more I've been confessing, when I need faith high to declare something and see something come to pass, 
It'll come to pass. It may, it may not be today that you see your faith level that high. It may not be tomorrow or next week or whatever. But the more you're working on it, the more you're positioning yourself to be in a place where you can be used by God and, his, and the authority of his name work through you. But it won't work through us just because of the investment. The investment that was made, and it'll work through me if I develop that understanding and revelation in my soul and shut off all doubt and unbelief and declare it has no right to operate. That's when I begin to see results. That's why confession is so vital. Amen? James chapter, James chapter 1, look at this just for a minute. He said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance or patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. See, if you continue. What's this year, what's this year about? Following through. Not just talking about it, but following through in the name of Jesus. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting, for he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a what? Double-minded. Right? He's, he's, he's double-minded. He's, he's got two confessions. And you know what? All of us are in that place in our life until we get free of that second confession. The second confession is made in our lives because of our lack of understanding. Everybody. I don't care who you are. But when you get rid of the second confession because you've been spending so much time declaring who you are in God, and all of a sudden, one day, you're in a situation where you release your faith over something, and you almost shocked yourself. It should be that way. Faith doesn't work because of how eloquent you are and how well you say it and because you've been born again for 47 years or whatever it is. It, it doesn't work well there. It works with anybody that will put it to work. Anybody. And God wants your and my faith strong in this day and hour when we're using the name of Jesus. There's not anything that we can't have as a result of the name of Jesus at our, on our lips. There's not anything. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. To this point, you've asked nothing. Ask and you shall receive that your joy will be made full. I don't know about you. But asking and receiving things and seeing manifestation happen is powerful. There are so many things today that I'm speaking and declaring, wanting to see come to pass, and very few of those have to even to do with me. I look around this room and I think of all kinds of people sitting here today that I speak over your life every day, desiring to see things come to pass in your life. And I believe that what I'm saying, it's manifesting. 
is coming to pass. I don't care if I haven't seen it yet. There may be some things that have been prolonged and we haven't seen it work and it hadn't happened. It doesn't matter. I'm stronger today than I've ever been in the authority and the power of the name of Jesus, knowing that it works. If he said it'll work every single time, then it'll work every time. And I'm going to stay with it until I see every manifestation. Every single one. I used to say, well, you know, you can't save the whole world. I don't say that anymore. Man, i got a lot of time here left on earth. Who knows? We, we may just get a big corral and lasso them all up and pull them all in. Who knows? Who, who knows what will happen? All of a sudden, maybe one day, you know, through satellite television or whatever, the whole world will get saved in, in one day. Who, I, I mean, we got a lot of time. Huh? Well, you, know, you can't save the whole world. Yeah. He said, I did, God doesn't desire for one to perish, but everybody to come to the saving knowledge. That means the more I do, more people get saved because more people want what I have when what I do is of God. And I'm allowing His light to shine and I believe in the power of the name of Jesus. And when I lay hands on people, they get well because their faith rises because they see I believe. That's what happened with everybody around Jesus. He had a level of faith that was high. He believed that what God said to do would work. They believed it. And they said, man, if I can just touch Him, all, all I got to do is just, just, some, just touch him and I'm going to be well because this guy believes this and everywhere we go, people are being healed and delivered. Their faith level rose. You and I are created to do the exact same thing. And it starts with my confession lining up with what God says about me. Can you say amen? John 14, and we'll end with this. Say, I'm not double-minded. No double mind, no double confession. Single confession. Speaking the word and the word only. Where did I tell you to go? Oh, John 14, right? John 14 and verse 12. Man, I love this verse. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. Man, he's talking about me. How about you? Come on. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Everything that you ask in my name, I will do it. How many things? Everything. Everything. How many have a high asker in here? I didn't say a high ass. I said a asker. How many have a high asker? <laughs> a high asker. Okay, so he's, he's, he's talking to you. I, I, I people looking at me like, what did he say? Uh, <laughs> and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So there's not anything 
There's not anything that we ask that we've gotten from him that we know is his will that won't come to pass in our life if it's his will. And how do we know his will? By declaring it every day. Every single day. My asker is high. I'm in the asking business. And the more I ask, the more God causes me to be creative about my asking for other people. He'll just show me something. Just stand with that person. Do, say, say that. Start speaking that over them. Yeah, but you know what? what, if, what why would I do that if somebody doesn't know that I'm doing it? You do it until God tells you to let them know. It's not about getting credit for something. It's about seeing the power of God work. So, just listen to these confessions. If, if you want these, I'll, I'll, have them, I'll have them done up and I'll, I'll give them to you next week if you, if you want these. The name of Jesus is above all names. The name of Jesus is greater than every name. The name of Jesus has authority in heaven, in the earth, and it's under the earth. That, that's all we need to be concerned about. The name of Jesus has authority at the throne of God. The name of Jesus gives me authority over the demons of hell. The name of Jesus belongs to me today in the earth. For if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Jesus is here to see that our prayers are heard and answered. How many can say amen to that? I'm going to say it again. Jesus is here to see that our prayers are heard and answered. He's here to honor what I say, for if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. His name has authority. He has authorized me to use that name against my enemies, all of hell, all demons, sickness, disease, oppression, depression, sin, poverty, according to anything that is not of God. So in the name of Jesus, I am free. I declare my freedom today, for Jesus has set me free. <clears throat> and all that he has done, and all of his power, and all of his authority, and the might of all of his conquest are invested on the inside of me. And that name belongs to me today. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me and gave himself for me. So I take the name today and I walk out of here victorious in Jesus' name. I, I, I promise you, I promise you, you will never waste time being creative in writing confessions down for yourself. Remember I was talking on, on Vision Sunday. If you're here on Vision Sunday night and I had that stack of books and the things that, that I've read, just different books that I've read. Every book that I read, whether it's a Christian book or a non-Christian book that I, that I read just to resource myself, every book I read, I have a number of confessions that come out of that book that I make a part of my life. That's why I need what other people say. I need to hear what other people say that line up with the word, but they say it in a way that I wouldn't have thought of saying it like that, and I write that down and I make it part of my confession. 
These are just confessions I've got written right here that I just read to you of things that I say at different times, things that I write down all the time. I've got another new confession that I'm, that I'm writing down that I, I, I'm writing it and rewriting it and rewriting it and adding to and taking away and making it exactly the way God wants it to come out of my mouth. You want to see something change in your life? You line it up with the confession of the word that applies to that situation and you stay with that thing until you see it happen. I didn't say that just confessing the word over something is going to change that situation overnight. It won't change until your thinking changes. You, if you have something that you've not seen manifest in your life over a long period of time, where is your confession? Go back and look at it and what are, what are you lining up with the word that applies to that thing and have you stayed with it and followed through with it until the end? Those that don't quit, they reap. We can complain all day long about this person's the problem or this thing or this situation. If I, didn't, if I just didn't live in Kerrville, <laughs> if I didn't live here, then, then things could work out. That's a bunch of bunk. You need to live where God wants you. You see? You can, you, you'll flourish wherever you're planted. When you're planted in the house, you'll flourish in the gates. You'll flourish in everything you do. Amen? And I'm telling you tonight, you line your life up with the confession of God's word in this coming year, the year we're in right now, like you never have before, and you're going to see things change like you've never seen. Because I can tell you this, I'm confessing over you and anything, you know, somebody the other day told me something they were believing God for, man, I'm on it. I mean, you, you, you don't only have to say it a half a time. You only have to put a half of it out there. And I'm on it, and I'm ready, and I'm, it's down, and I'll write it down, I'll be aware of it, and, I'll, and throughout the day, I'll just thank God for it. It'll just come to my mind. God wants you to live that way for other people. But He wants your faith level to a place well, man, you're just, you're a miracle and a manifestation just looking for some place to just, I mean, explode on. Hmm? Not vomit on. Explode on. Can you say amen to that?